Kia ora, I'm Andrew Whiteside. This month sees the launch of the Ukraine Film Festival in Auckland, New Zealand. It's happening at the Vic Theatre in the suburb of Devonport from the 29th of May 2022. It's being organised by Elena Steko and Dasha Volga. Elena is an actress and acting coach who you may have seen in the Kiwi vampire film What We Do in the Shadows, and Dasha is a filmmaker and actress. I sat down with them to talk about the festival and also inevitably about the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Uh, Elena and Dasha, so lovely to meet you and you've got this fantastic film festival opening very shortly. Who wants to go first and tell me why this is happening and why it's so important? Well, how do we start? I mean, as soon as the war began, it was very difficult to come to organise anything in your head. Where do we start? How do we help? What to do? And in the first couple of days, the brain wasn't functioning. The heart was just broken. So any idea seems to be so pathetic. How can you reconcile in the scale of things what happened? And how can you help? Um, Dash at that time was um, still in... Yes, Ukraine. yes. And oh, you were still yes, there? Yes, wow. I was still there. And when Dasha was making her way back here, she had this idea, why don't we organize the Ukrainian Film Festival? So Dasha was coming with idea and films, and we thought what a brilliant idea for people to actually enjoy watching and getting more familiar with Ukrainian culture and the films that was made, um, but also in that way support um, support that New Zealanders shows was amazing. And, of course, it's so many charities and so much we will be contributing and so much probably we will contribute for another, I don't know, decades. Um, so it's a great way to start. It's a short film festival. Um, we call it Film Festival Launches in New Zealand. And it's going to happen in Victoria F- Cinema where I have been resident for 27 years, and very uh, beautiful people like Philip Jessa and Dorothy opened up their doors and they said, of course, it's a wonderful course, let's do it together. And it's a a fantastic theatre too, it's a lovely, lovely, in in Devonport. I actually was part of reopening that about 20 years ago with my students. It was locked before that, and suddenly it was coming alive, so it was wonderful to go back there, and I did perform there before, and launched some films of, of my films as well there and yeah that was very kind of them to offer and from that point on they organized the Sundays so the first film will be screened on 29th of May Sunday six o'clock and then following Sunday 5th of June six o'clock and 12th of June six o'clock so it's only three sessions. And how, ma- how many films are in the festival? There will be six films in the uh, in the festival. There will be two feature films and uh, a group of shorts, four short uh, films. I tried to choose a palette of different films, different filmmakers with different flavor uh, to actually uh, make New Zealanders familiar with Ukrainian spirit and give them a bits and pieces of, you know, dynamics. So there will be comedies, romantic stories, social dramas, uh, uh, just just uh, human dramas, uh, war dramas. So all palette of basically what's going on now in the country. And they're all in Ukrainian language? 
Yes. So there will be subtitles. Subtitles. So the first uh, Sunday it will be feature film. The second Sunday will be four shorts, and the last Sunday will be another feature. I wanted to add that actually one of the shorts was shot in Russian, and I wanted to stress it because one of the agendas of Putin's wars was that uh, Russian language is suppressed in Ukraine, Russian people, you know, Russian culture is suppressed in Ukraine. And uh, I want to stress and emphasize that it is absolutely ridiculous because I am Russian-speaking Ukrainian. My uh, grandparents, my parents come from the East, It's Russian-speaking region in Ukraine, and no one ever, ever, ever suppressed me or didn't let me express myself or express myself, you know, in art. But but this is what dictators do. Yes, <laughs> yes. They, they, they misrepresent. Is. They create these situations in order to, to to try and get what they want. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're, I wouldn't mind talking a little bit about about the war and obviously your your feelings of it shortly. But what's um, tell me about the feature films then. What, what? Why did you pick those two? What, what's, what's standing out about them? Yes, uh, we are opening uh, the film festival with uh, the film called Bad Roads, which was the official selection uh, for Oscars from Ukraine. Uh, the filmmaker spent one year in Donbass, actually in the East, and she was working with teenagers uh, there and actually saving them from PTSD, which they suffered mostly on the territory. Uh, she was teaching them screenwriting, Uh, drama so that they can express their stories and actually let it out so she was collecting all those stories multiple and multiple human stories and basically this film it's a palette of human stories absolutely you know devastating when you think that this is something real which was happening uh, and uh, she used to work in Moscow with the top uh, filmmakers for many years but as soon as the conflict with Russia and Ukraine started years ago she went back to Ukraine and uh, stopped the contact with so this must be quite exciting. You're both uh, performers, actors. Uh, Elena, you uh, also teach here in New Zealand. You teach acting. So it must be quite wonderful to bring this together because it's the first time this has happened in New Zealand, this, this kind of festival. Um, so tell me just a little bit about what that means to you to be able to, to, be able to share that culture. Well, I mean, um, it's a wonderful opportunity for us to get together, for us kind of feel united because none of us is really separate. Both of us have Russian, have Ukrainian. I've got my father Russian, my mother Ukrainian, and it goes probably for everyone. We have lots of friends here who is such a mix. We've got Belarusian and Russian. And so for us, we grew up in the Soviet Union time. We didn't have that difference. It was the sense of community. And with the war, I think the the good thing, if you could say the good thing come out of that, is just the fact that we remember Yeah, it's it's, it's emotional, isn't it? It's it, it's a horrible time. Yeah, we remember how we grew up and what that community meant for us. Yeah. We grew up in such interwoven culture of Russian music, Russian literature, Russian theater amongst Ukrainian. You know, in Kiev, we spoke Russian and we spoke Ukraine. I worked in Ukrainian theater while I was still studying there and I worked in Russian theater. So to have that suddenly taken away... 
It's not just taken away. It's like, you know, I remember those voices years ago when we were saying, how are they going to shoot us? This is crazy. This is crazy. We are half blood most of the countries. How is it possible? How, you know, so it was the most ridiculous idea to imagine. And when he literally brought people there and started shooting, it was, you know, it yeah. was a point break. You know, just was... about a week ago, I was in a conversation with a casting director who invited me to go there and teach master classes. And I suppose to start online every morning six o'clock until I go in June for the big workshops and I was asking them because during that time in breakfast show they already was showing lots of and was quite a bit of coverage people were saying oh my god it's happening it's gonna happen one day it's gonna happen every day it's getting more and more intense and she was saying nothing happens for us it's all good we're still working it's just the media it's just the propaganda so don't stress it's all good and even three days before the war start they was calm and quiet doing their work. And when the war start, next day she sent this big email and big post. Can you please send it out? I'm the casting director, top in Ukraine. And I am now fighting to stay alive. And I'm going to do anything to stay here. I'm not moving. Her son already had some injury from 2014 when it started in Donbass. He lost his arm and he lost his eye and he's only 26 years old. And he immediately went back to war. So for those people, just even think how life just abruptly changed. That's it. There's no way back. And, and what are you hearing from friends and family who are still there? It must, it must be quite awful. Brave. I can't believe what a heroes they are. They're in such a good spirit. They're like, thank you for support. We need your support. Please sending us email. Please, as soon as we've got coverage, we've got electricity, we'll fire back at you. But they they just amazing. You know, so mobile. And, and I'm listening to lots of interviews with some artists of Ukrainians as well. And they're like, humor, art, that's what will save us. Just stay positive. We will, we will, we will go through. Hey, it's so amazing that, uh, you know, most of my friends and I have heaps of friends right now there because we worked recently, like for the last three years together, it was like a community. Most of the men I know, they sent away their wives, their loved ones, their kids went back and started fighting. And uh, I'm talking about the boys who are screenwriters, you know, directors, they're soft, gentle you believe them to be soft and gentle, but suddenly these these are the warriors, you know, split second, because they know what they're fighting for. Right now, I'll be showing my movie, and I think, oh my God, most of the men in my story right now are fighting. Gosh, that's incredible, isn't it? This is crazy. Mm. It's, it's been extraordinary, though, for, for as far as we are in New Zealand, you're so far away from it, <clears throat> to see the spirit, and even uh, Vladimir Zelensky, the president, was a comedian on television, won the election. That seemed you know, quite bizarre in some ways. But my goodness, what a leader had to, to step up at that moment. And he hasn't put a foot wrong. It's been extraordinary to watch. He is absolutely amazing man, but I must tell you that, you know, I was not surprised because this guy, if we look back uh, at, at all his projects, actually, he was a fantastic manager <laughs> with right. whatever he was doing. Yep. TV shows, they were the top of the top. Like, he was making money, he was making it happen. Everyone in his team was happy with what they were doing. Uh, films, 
they were the top films always, you know, so whatever enterprise he was creating, it was very successful and it was working perfectly. So as soon as he understands the strategies of politics, you know, he's a very good manager and he feels the beat of the modern time. So for me, this war is the war actually of the past and of the future, because Putin, which has his, uh, you know, uh, reports on paper still he doesn't know what is the internet so he's totally delusional totally disconnected from the reality and this guy who is you know uh, shooting his selfies and saying hey i'm in the center of the city i'm with my people here are my ministers everyone is here you know i'm with you know so he's uniting people he's uh, doing this great dip diplomatic effort so zelensky amazing, yeah. is amazing and i think because he was an actor and because he was such a great comedian you cannot not fall in love with him. Like he got people's hearts. Mm -hmm. What a wonderful way to step in to be a leader because you already got them. And to be leader in that way, I mean, people have no reservation. What are your thoughts on how uh, people who are of Russian ethnicity in Ukraine must be feeling now? Uh, everyone devastated. Mm. Do, do they feel Ukrainian now? Absolutely, darling. This is no separateness between Russian and Ukrainians. Inside I would Ukraine. say inside mm. Ukraine, but I would say even in Russia, in Moscow, lots of people against it. And you know course, it's been course, such yep. a big propaganda, you know. Uh, the media couldn't use the word war and all of these restrictions, but lots of people against what it meant and what it's going to mean for another hundred years ahead of us what is it going to mean in, in people's hearts and, and, and this is a sad thing isn't it because yeah. there will be millions of russian people living in russia who will be appalled who don't like putin but they've they've got no freedom they, they, no, there's nothing they no, can people do. will be hiding. I think people will be just keeping silent because it's really, really dangerous now to say anything. And even in my experience, some Russian people who kind of were sitting in the border like, oh, I don't know, I'm not a politician, or I don't know the background of the story, suddenly they come forward and say, I can't stop crying yeah. because this is beyond. I had different stories as well. Uh, when people first said, oh, it's appalling, it's terrible, eventually was saying, oh, maybe there are two sides of this truth, or maybe Putin is right because Ukrainians were trying to hit us or something. And I realized that people need to justify staying there and somehow deal with it. Otherwise, you will go crazy if you realize you don't get out, you are a part of it, you are responsible, so you have to leave you know and feel that you are still a good person so you justify it you and, know? and in russia there's no alternative media now is there no so there's no, no there's no other message although i saw today there was a, a former general who was interviewed on one of their television shows and saying it's all you know it's it's all the show it's all for yeah. the show because they are preparing now to be defeated so they cannot be defeated by ukraine they have to be defeated by 42 countries which are fighting against them yeah, but I really hope because it's going for so long. No one expected to be that long, oh, absolutely. and it's intensifying mm. so much. I really hope in my heart it will be no one left whose heart would not be touched or unturned to say, "Oh, maybe it's possible. Maybe Ukrainians wrong because amount of life lost at our time." Yeah, it, it's it's awful, isn't it? Um, on a more positive note, there was a Eurovision win. Yay! <laughs> that, um, Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, 
It was. It was an amazing, amazing win. And I must tell you that there was this such an act of courage when they went beyond the rules, I must tell you, because there were rules there that you cannot say any political right. you know, uh, right. slogans or anything. But it is such a pain because right now this Azov-style, uh, you know, huge, this huge factory, people are dying. And yeah. Allah's uh, son is there still, you know, they are dying there. This is the and steel mill, yeah? Yes, yeah. yes, and they were shouting, please save us all star, mm. save us all star, although they could have been disqualified and they were ready to lose their show, but, you know, but, well, to shout. The, to the Eurovision's credit, they mm-hmm, said no. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, really, you know, how, how could you how could you want to stop that message anyway? So, But it was, an, I, I haven't watched Eurovision in a long time, but I got up early to watch it. And just the, um, the energy of that performance from those, mm-hmm. from yes. those guys, it was, it was um, I mean, I got goosebumps watching it. I think it was extraordinary. And considering what is going on in Ukraine now, it was just an incredible moment. And um, I felt proud and i'm not ukrainian thank <laughs> you thank act. you because it was so authentic yeah. heroic act i think what people are doing they're all heroes in my heart so um, I think we'll end it there but is there anything uh, anything else you just want to say about this film festival i just would like to encourage people to book ticket now on website don't wait to come on the day on sunday we need to know how many people will come uh, for the COVID reasons as well, how people will be seated. So please go on website of Victoria Cinema in Devonport and book your tickets now. You will support 100%. All the money goes to four charities, children, women, refugees, and also filmmakers. And thank you very much for your support. And uh, really, really, I'm very, very thankful to all New Zealand people because I meet people on the streets, I meet people in stores, and everyone is so generous, so kind. So and I just want to add one more thing, that when Ukrainians writing back and they will say, oh, my God, New Zealand got so much, we got so much support from New Zealand, I feel I'm New Zealander. I'm Ukrainian yeah. and I'm New Zealand. Yeah. So I'm yes. really proud of New Zealand. Such a small country, so far away, but showing so much support that people in Ukraine, they don't acknowledge any other support. They just fire back saying, my God, New Zealand, amazing. So New Zealand, thank you. That's lovely to hear. Well, um, Dasha, Elena, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you. That was Elena Steko and Dasha Volga talking about the Ukraine Film Festival, the very first in New Zealand, that opens this month in Auckland. There is a link below if you want to book tickets. Uh, it's a really great idea and one worth supporting. The money is going to charity. Now, on my website, andrewwhiteside.com, you can find plenty of interviews, reviews, and lots of my opinion. While there, why not sign up for my regular newsletters, and I promise you they are full of goodness. I am Andrew Whiteside. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you soon.